Hello and welcome to the SoRare Data Show. I'm Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on SoRare. Today to talk about SoRare getting easier. Maybe. Well, not maybe. We are going to talk about that and probably a bunch of other things because that's what we do here on Friday. Thank you everybody for coming in. Jamie is first in and said, does it count as a podium if I'm here 86 minutes early? And Jacun, who is second, says no. I'm going to completely disagree. So, Jamie, congrats on your podium. Jakun was there as well. Philly Dilly also on the podium, commenting, excellent job tying the shows together. Lies we tell ourselves, which was so rare Andrews yesterday. And then is so rare getting easier. Mike Bastin, what's up? Yes, first off, we'll define what easier means. Absolutely. Uh, Jay Blaze, it's not for me, so I take any help I can get. That's what we're all, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Jamie said, I'm wondering if the update gives scope for a throwaway underdog lineup as one of your three or whether that will still feel like wasting a lineup. It's a good question. Looking at my lineups from this week, it looks like they're all wasted, so we'll see. Surface, what's up? Thanks for coming in. Bob Franklin, what's up? Kai, Friday without Laird would be a lost day. Appreciate that. Anthony, what's up? Jamie, claiming I was going to be late, but I think I was actually right on time today. Uh, Shaforkel, what's up? Easier, no, except losing value, less players. Yes. Carrie, afternoon all. Wow, no chance of a podium today. Yeah, people are on it. People want to get going on Friday. Love it. Love it. Tom Brinson, I automatically want to say it can only get harder, but I have nothing to back that up. Yeah. I don't have anything to back anything up at this point. It's Wilson, what's up? So we're Malta. Peter, just in time, that's right. Alex Wilson, let's be honest, this is just a Midgeland versus Copenhagen preamble, which is absolutely true. I can't imagine I'm going to go more than an hour today so that we can all uh, watch that big one. Apocalypto, what's up? Malky, hello, Skozer. Stefan, PY86, I don't recognize that one, actually. So welcome aboard. Good morning. Uh, Coco Caru, hello. Red or Dead 69, there's Harry Trades. Knew he was coming in. Get in, Harry. Uh, Spartan Dog, what's up? Extended weekend. You love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, Red or Dead says it's a warm up for St. Pauli again. Yeah, if uh, Nikola Vasilj could just not be horrific again, that would be really appreciated. Appreciated? Appreciated. Uh, Sower Soul, what's up? John Andrews. Into Rosie, got that Friday feeling. Roll on the weekend and good luck to everyone's lineups. That's right. This is where we all have some hope, except for Sean Newsham, who's already dead with his Callum McGregor call. Uh, anyway, Braden Jones, what's up? Eve Ooh. Ivalo? Ivalo. That's what I would say. Hello from Bulgaria. Or you said hi. I'll say hello to Bulgaria. That's right, Jamie. Bang on time. Ha. Uh, Schweidischer. Hello. Agent Cooper, I've missed the last few shows and I've had withdrawal symptoms. What did I miss up the villa? Um, I think the last few shows have been pretty good. I think it was a pretty good week. Um, Scott says shout out to the return of the K-League and shout out to the, to the return of... Uh, data and stats problems uh, with the K-League, but we'll get those all sorted out. Don't worry. Don't worry. I do wonder if uh, rewards, which I don't have any, will be delayed this week because of the K-League stuff. And it's not really K-League stuff. It's B-Pro stuff that is just, uh, you know, extending the game week a little bit. Tuggy, what's up? Thanks for coming in. Appreciate everyone who's here and everyone who, uh, I think more people are saying hi now than Previously, all the lurkers out there really want to make sure we see them. So we'll, uh, so shout out to the lurkers. So I wanted to talk about whether so rare is going to get easier. 
because I had a bit of a mess of a morning with my own lineups and I'm, I've lost my routine. And I think part of the reason I've lost my routine is because I almost started doing things too far ahead and that has thrown me off as well. Um, Adam, hello. Thanks for coming in. Blue Tomatoes, does SD now switch to the same stats provider as Sora for Kaylee? Yes, we did. Um, yeah. Um, Steph, what's up? Thanks for coming in. So, uh, Schweidischer, Schweid, Schweidischer, 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 so, so whoever's listening must think I'm having a aneurysm or something. Definitely easier. Three out of three lineups winning during midweek. Well, I mean, that's, that's nice. So we're saying, no, we should not move the deadline again. Vita, what's up? And Parrot Press. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, ooh, Tone T3 finally made a live stream. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you for coming in. And thank you for saying you were here. Um, hope you enjoy it. Because I'm just going to complain. Uh, Andy Black uh, gave me a hard time yesterday that I was just going to complain for 60 minutes. I was very close to calling this show one hour of complaining. But I didn't. Matthew Wee, today is my one-year anniversary and so we're still having a blast. Happy anniversary. And I'm glad you're still having fun because um, that's what it's all about. If you're not having fun, why are we here? What do you got, Zyler? The new prediction scores confuse me while building lineups one hour before deadline. Probably better, though. Prediction scores. What does that mean? Like your lineup strengths or your or projected the people, players and projected lineups, whatever it was. Um, but anyway, so the last two Fridays, I have basically redone all of my lineups starting 90 minutes before the deadline, which it which seems really suboptimal. And I have uh what is this? One, two, three, four, five, 21 lineups this week, not including uh, academy lineups. And I did this exercise a few, uh, it almost be months ago, I guess. But I, I was in a conversation with Gator Guy about how we both have messy rares. And we, I don't know if he did this, but I basically went on, on a lineup building spree of what I thought would be my looking at what my best all-star rare plus lineup would be for the next like two months. And that was time before Messi came or Messi started playing. And then a little bit after, and it was kind of like, if I wanted all-star rare plus to be my best lineup every game week, if I made the lineups made the next 12, like 12 game weeks, what would they look like? And where could I plug holes? And specifically, if I knew eight weeks ahead of time that I needed like, you know, whoever had the best matchup in that week and I needed a midfielder, then I could do that research then. And I think there are people who do that. And I do think there is an, I guess it's an edge, but there is a benefit to doing that. Um, that's right, Mike. I am flexing on messy rares. Turned all my limiteds into a messy rare. Uh, but because I did that, and I kept them all when I then go to make my lineups for this, for like the upcoming game week, I already have all-star rare plus built. And for like four or five straight weeks, someone in the lineup was out. 
And so it was like, this didn't actually help me at all because, and thankfully I didn't end up making any moves because I was like, oh, I need a midfielder for game week 455 when it was game week 430. So I, let's see, Vita says, I create a draft on Tuesday and then just bin it on Friday to resume from scratch four hours before the deadline. So I do basically the same thing, except I don't have four hours before the deadline awake. Oh, I guess technically I do, but not to do lineups. So the, um, let's see, sorry, I was catching up on the chat here. Pedagol, welcome, says between the new MLS auctions and setting lineups for the weekend, I've spent around 10 to 12 hours of the last 24 hours on Sora and Sora data. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And Ben throwing some heat here says, I hope all the Celtic stackers didn't see the McGregor doubt an hour before the deadline. Um, ben, that's that's tough karma if you're going to start celebrating stuff like that. Um, and Jamie says, cap modes uh, make it more of a puzzle to adjust lineups late. So yes, and part of those, oh, I'm sorry, Agent Cooper was the first one who brought that up, said cap modes uh, caused me to take ages setting my lineups. When they go in August, I think setting lineups will be much quicker for me. So part of that is what happened to me today. So I, on Tuesday, actually, I might've even saved these lineups and I'm not going to share them all with you because I, you, like you guys don't really care. Um, but did I save this one? I don't even know what game week we're in. 455. Um, Ian, what's up? Um, as soon as you change one lineup, it has a cascading effect, is what Sora Malta said. And that's exactly that's exactly right. Uh, so I did my lineups. So my all-star rare plus lineup, and I, this is going to sound like a, like a flex, and I don't mean it this way, but this is the only way I can explain it. The all-star rare plus lineup that I made six weeks ago was super rare Adon, super rare Sebastian Coates, and then rare Carlos Hill, Lionel Messi, and Cecinia. I remember making that lineup and being like, game week 455, let's go. I was so excited. So what has transpired since then is that Sebastian Coates is unlikely to play this week. Oh, I'm sorry, there's more to that. In addition to that, Ren play Lorient this weekend and they're heavily favored. And I was like, I'm going to just rip a, a Ren stack in, in champ Europe rare and just win it. And so that's where I started. I also decided to play Adon and Coates in all-star rare. So I have the, like the rare combo and all-star rare, all-star rare plus I have the super rare combo. And I never think that playing super rare goalie and all-star rare plus is the right call, but I, but I had Gil, Carlos Heel, Messi and Cecina. And I was like, let's go. So Coates is unlikely to play. Wow. I didn't mean for that to actually happen. Um, so that basically kills two lineups or I have to readjust. And then Cecenia, who Scott in chat, what's up, Scott, uh, said he's in bad shape, although I believe Cecenia said he's in fine shape. But anyway, so I was like, all right, so now two of the five players I have in this lineup are out and I, I can't play them. And so where, what do I do? 
And looking at what I needed looking longer term, I decided to buy Douglas Santos and Wendell Rares this week. And the the funny thing about both about those cards is I mentioned it this idea to a couple people. And the response was like, man, I, I got like a whale hello there gif and like all of these. And then almost immediately they were like, wait, how much are they? And they were so much cheaper because those were like, they're cards that, that you know, rushes back this week. And so they, you know, nobody's had these cards for a while. And with the lost utility and then like everyone's back now, people, just, I think people just kind of forgot about them. And to be honest, the only reason I, I came on to Wendell was that I was thinking about getting a second Ezekiel Barco for contenders. And Wendell was like a similar player to Barco. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like they both score really well. And Wendell was like three quarters of the price. And so I was like, oh, let me just do that. And then uh, I think I needed a defense, like the Douglas Santos combo. It just made sense. So then I was like, all right. I changed my lineup. When I knew Cecenia was out, I changed Cecenia to Wendell. And I was like, I'm good. And then basically everything exploded today. Carlos Heel went off like maybe injured this week, but not sure. So I was like, man, do I now take Carlos Heel out? And if I do that, like, what do I have left? And it just started to get really sloppy. And oh, Julian Quinones is another one that like may not play, may play. There's this whole, like, it's a revenge game, a way to Atlas. Like, surely he crushes. But then Club America may rotate a bunch. Like, there were just were just so many very moving variables. And unfortunately, they came... Oh, somebody mentioned this. Ren played a cup match yesterday, Thursday, and they play Sunday. And, like, everyone I have played 90. And it was like... Ah, so I basically was like, I'm not going to play Ren at all. And I really wanted to play Champion Europe Rare in a lineup that I thought was competitive. And it turns out that I did have a, like four good Champion Europe players with good matchups. And I'll even say it's like four and a half. Like, I think I could still have a very competitive Champion Europe Rare lineup. It's a very difficult competition, but even getting a tier three, I think, in Champion Europe is good. And so the that's that's kind of what I was like, all right, I'll go with everything else. And so I sat down today, 90 minutes before the deadline. My morning routine is basically like getting my kids off to school. And then once they're gone, my workday starts. But on Fridays, it's like, all right, lineups. And so it was 8.30 a.m. my time. I flip on Quinny and Harry Trade's uh, deadline stream, which I recommend to anybody if you're sitting down to do lineups, because even if they're not talking about the games that that you are going to, that you need to focus on, there's always someone in the chat who's like, oh, by the way, like the Richarlison news came out in the chat and they discussed it. And there was a whole Yari Sharon conversation. I do have Yari, so like that, that uh, affected me. Uh, sort of the Richarlison one as, as I'm trying to sell his rare card. And, and so I just, I basically started over and I got to a point where I liked the lineups that I built. And 
I ended up prioritizing all-star rare and not all-star rare plus as much. Um, I did end up playing all the Ren guys in champion Europe rare. And then I went to put in my academy lineup six minutes before the deadline. And I have a Romain Del Castillo card from my Ren collection. It's like one of my favorite cards. I think he's like one of the most overlooked players on the platform. And part of it is that the card I have is a forward card and he only has nine forward cards on the platform. And like if you, like he's a good scorer, but his forward card, and he's struggled a little bit, but his forward card is, what is that? four points better over the last year. So his AA, excuse me, his uh, average over the last 40 is 51.2 as a midfielder and 55.2 as a forward. And so I was going through my academy lineup, you know, I was put, submitting my academy lineups and noticed he was available. And I was like, why is he here? He should be in a lineup. And so, I mean, there's five minutes left to the deadline. And I had to, I went back to Sora Data and I'm like, where was he supposed to be? It turns out I put him in, he was supposed to be an all-star rare plus, I believe. Or champion, or not champion Europe, because he doesn't actually play for, for Ren. He has a good matchup this weekend anyway. And I like, I didn't panic. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. But I was like, oh, I need to get him in. So I found the lineup he was supposed to go into. But then I had to take someone else out. and. Then it, it, then I had to, then somebody else had to go somewhere and I was like, oh, I'll take this guy out and I'm, I'll put him in cap 240. And then I went to cap 240 and I didn't have enough south, like cap space. And it was like, and it just, again, it wasn't overwhelming, but it was just like, oh man, like I, I'm going to mess this up. And I just looked at, so I just have, I have Midland cards, obviously. So like I just opened up and like, this is what I see. Hold on, let me take a screenshot of that. I think I have two podiums going. I mean, look at this. Stop the slate. Just end it. Uh, anyway, so I I basically just, I, I figured out what I could do. Submitted it, deadline comes. And I was just like, man, that was really dumb. But I'm still not sure, had I done all of this last night, I think I still would have just had to redo everything. And so, um, exactly, Rosie, <laughs> stop the count. So my thought, so as I was building the lineups, it's like, all right, I, I knew I wanted to enter All-Star Rare, All-Star Rare Plus, and Champion Europe Rare. And after that, it was like, like all the cat modes and some regional stuff. And it, I think it's just too much. And I'm looking forward to August when we don't have all of these extra competitions, at least from the, the ease sake. Now, the point of this show was like, is so we're getting easier. And I think the actual lineup building and planning process will be easier with the new competitions. And figuring out everything you have to do now, particularly with the cat modes, which like make small changes turn into big changes because it, it means like 
you know, if you don't have the cap space and you really want this guy in this lineup, do you put him here? And if you're playing for the higher threshold, do you need the more upside guy? And if you do, you know, it's all of this stuff that I, I enjoy that stuff. Like that part of the game I enjoy of like figuring out where to prioritize and where to fit pieces in. But it, and I don't even enter everything. Like there are plenty of, like some of these lineups I have here are dead. Like I have U23 rare plus with a backup goalie. Like it's not, that's not going to happen. And so the, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to, so I had like multiple uh, situations here where I was like, man, I, I could submit two champion Europe lineups, champion Europe brand. And I thought they would be, you know, competitive enough not to win the whole thing, but to be competitive for rewards. But it's like, I'm, I can't multi-enter champion Europe right now. And so the, so like, what do I do? And it's like, oh, let me play them in cap 270. It's like, they don't fit there. So now I have to move it around. And so I, I do think that the new structure at least makes a little more sense from, not sense, it, it, it's easier. And I think it's positively easier. All right, let me catch up on the chat. I've I've ignored it for a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, Malky, we'll go to you first. Black said it yesterday. Having players whose teams go far in cups can be a hassle as it totally messes up with lineups. I've had this problem with the athletic Bilbao. I believe you mean athletic club uh, recently. Yeah, no, I think that's it. And so are Malta. Oh, GG's on, on Richarlison. Um. Sure, Malta reached out to me for my Richarlison and got ones differently, which is fine. But um, uh, but yeah, that injury news was a bummer. Malky said, planning now for the Euros just seems a bit senseless to me as well. So many things can happen between now and then. I think planning for Euros is insane. Like, like I think you're going to give up so many opportunities to do better things until the Euros in by planning on your on the euros because like we don't even know what they're going to do um mike said issue for me is when i do lineups and then find what i consider one of my better cards not making a lineup it was uh guillerme of kanya sport today i agree with that as well uh i i i don't even know if i ended up playing it um but i have like a ruben diaz rare and like i have like i'm such an asshole I did not play any of these cards in lineups. Nahuel Guzman, Jesus Angulo, Bruno Fernandez, Eduardo Camavinga, and Daniele Verde. Like that's a training lineup. I just ran out of places I could play him. <sighs> Jamie said, so Melter, if, uh, if you're ever purchasing Spurs cards, hit me up. He wasn't in any training videos all week, so I could have warned you. Looks like two to three weeks out. All right. Jamie, I see you. Agent Cooper, I've started over a few times just before the deadline. It always backfires. Nothing worse than 20 seconds left before the game week closes, and you still got one more lineup left to enter. Thankfully, I didn't have, I didn't get that close. Um, but I also have like a lot of lineups. So like it, that's obviously a me problem. Uh, Sora Solsike says, I can't believe Lee Han Bum isn't starting. It makes no sense. Uh, I don't think he was ever really, I mean, something must have happened last week that he started and the good game. There's a whole conversation about this in the Sora Scandinavia Discord. Um, that he was not nearly as good as the scores. Like he got lucky on his decisives and he looked a little lost at the beginning. I didn't watch last week's game, to be honest. So 
uh, might I put this on screen earlier, but yeah, if anybody hasn't liked the video, please do so. Uh, Eyes on the Footix says, Lee Hanbum, what about Dario Osorio on the bench too? I don't think Osorio was expected to start either, um, even though I think he probably should. Malky said, even if you have one or two collections, it's a nightmare trawling through all the players, which is, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, ben Johnson, how many hours is it until rewards again? Uh, rewards, unless somebody uh, said it earlier, we are now an hour and fifth, uh, excuse me, an hour and 36 minutes away. Patagol says the Lehan bum disrespect is mad. Midland relegation incoming. They won't even be in the relegation playoff, but um, Arthur said, is it more difficult with more cards? I think it is. And Tuggy, you can see yourself out. Um, Sorosol said he wasn't predicted to start, but no idea on the justification. He just hasn't won the starting job yet. It's as simple as that. Daniel Cooper, what's up? Thanks for coming in. Um, let's see. Did I catch up finally? Um, Kizzle Kicks. That's a fun name. Kizzle Kicks 7, excuse me. Uh, I ended up picking lineups based on fixtures and almost always have a star player missing out. The multi-entries will solve this. I think the multi-entry is going to be a lot nicer. And I also think you should almost always pick lineups based on fixtures. DDJ won my first rare ever and first time I've hit three rewards now. Let's go. Congratulations. Prayers to the Optigods that they, uh, Optigods, to the so rare rewards gods that they uh, treat you well. Um. Yeah. Service said the new update is proven to be very complicated for my gallery. So maybe getting easier for some and harder for others. So surface, uh, I'm going to, I have not talked to you specifically about this, but Andy was mentioning it yesterday during our show that it sounds like you do know what to do and you're just waffling on it, but I don't know. Happy to talk to it. Happy to talk it out. Um, twisted mind. Will my error to VC second tier focused account be better or worse with the new setup? We don't know. Uh, and that's one of the things I was going to complain about yesterday and was going to complain about today and have decided just not to complain about it. But the lack of knowledge about the prize pools, excuse me, um, make it hard to to figure that out. And so um, as long as we don't know the prize pools and all we have are these illustrative guesses of what they could look like, of what the biggest one could look like, it's really difficult to make decisions. Should I sell these cards now so that I have a balance so that I should buy new cards? Should I buy, should I get the best old cards so that I can try to win the best new card? Like it's that there's as much as they, as much as they told us. And they were, I mean, they, they have substantially changed the game. The biggest details are the ones that are missing. And that's why, it, that's why we keep kind of, banging that drum that we we know a lot but we don't know enough and prize pools are going to determine where we go like we're i it almost feels like sometimes it's so rare underestimate how important prizes are which i don't think they're actually like I, this is where i don't know how to say this how to say this. I was going to say, say this nicely, but it has nothing to do with nicely or not. But the, I don't know. I don't know why it seems that rewards are not the first thing they think about. 
and why it seems to be the last thing they think about. And because we're all here to win rewards. That's why we play the game. We don't buy JPEGs because we think they look cool or that we want to like own them on the blockchain. We want to use them to win stuff. And without knowing what we can win, it makes it really difficult to know what we want to buy to, to use to compete for these prizes. And so if the prizes are not any good, we're not going to buy cards. Or if we don't know where the best prizes are going to be, we're not going to buy cards yet. And it's, it's a little frustrating. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Vita, no, their Coach Andrew series should never exist. I'm not, I'm not good enough at the game. So Armalta said, I've been saying since the update that the new structure will make it easier, will be more linear and have more refined focus on where you are putting your cards. So I think that's it. I, like that, the, and maybe the elimination of cat modes itself would do it, although they would have to replace it with something. But like I said, like I had multiple, what I considered competitive champion Europe lineups not competitive to finish first stop don't think that but but i couldn't play them in i couldn't play both of them in champions and so it was like all right where do i play them and i already had my all-star lineup set and so i cat mode was the only other place and they didn't fit and so now it's like oh i have this really this lineup i really like this lineup and i just can't play it because there's nowhere to play it so i think it'll be easier in the new so rare because it'll be like, all right, well, I have my champion. I have my Ren stack and here's my other champion cards that I want to try to win champion cards with. Sora Soul says, sell everything and chase the new MLB cash. No, uh, no, 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 no. Colonel Dickweed, will the in-season comps have cash or for cash have divisions as well? I, that's my understanding. Yes. But I don't know, actually. That wasn't, I don't know. Fita, do you know? I assume everything has divisions now, but... I don't know. Ricomon said, I'm worried about the no prize pools. Could mean that people buying MLS cards are paying way too much. So the theoretical prize pool that they showed for challengers, I think, not like justifies MLS cards, but you're right that the people who are buying ML new MLS cards now are doing it with blind faith that the competitions will be worthwhile. Big Gustago, what's up? Thanks for coming in. Braden said, I had too much ETH in my wallet yesterday, so now I'm at 4% bonus on San Jose new season cards. Wow. I believe they just signed Carlos Vela, by the way, if you're looking to light more money on fire. Um, Simo, what's up? Thanks for coming in. Um, actually, Simo coming in reminds me that um, anybody who is interested in Sower Sevens, which is in Scotland in April... Uh, so our data is going to be uh, helping to uh, sponsor it, I guess. Um, we're, they're going to have some Sora data memberships up for um, raffle prizes. And we have volunteered to to score the the final of Sora 7s as if uh, we work for Opta. Opta Laird, Opta Laird over here. And we're, um, yeah, so if you have any interest in that, Go to Sora7s.com or Sora7s on Twitter and uh, sign up, play, and maybe you can get scored by, by Sora Data. Good times. Uh, Padugal said, was it discussed that the challenger contender prize pools are low when you compare them to the Premier League? Contender has like five leagues, but only an extra 10% in prize pool value. It was not, it, it was like one of the first things that 
we discussed when the announcement came out that obviously the 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 pre the premier competition on so rare is going to be the premier league in season comp like that's where the most cash is going to be in terms of like available number of available cards to cash that can be won i guess it's probably the bundesliga since they only have 18 teams but i'm guessing the premier league will have a, a bigger prize pool for sure Kizzle Kick said, I wonder if the new setup will stop us using our strongest five players because we don't want our third entry to be relegated. Oh, maybe. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I don't think we know. And the division thing, I feel like we won't really know how we feel about it until it's just part of the game. Like you can plan as much as you want, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Ben, will special weeklies have multi-entry? I have no idea. No clue. <clears throat> Sorry, battling a little dry throat here. Um, let's see. Vita said, all in-season comps will have divisions except unique, which is only that unique has one division. Um, so basically, if it's classic or in-season, it has divisions, and if it's a special week, a special or a super weekly, super weekly, that's fun. Uh, it will not. Um, so yeah, um, so I think that the way that I that my gallery and and I think basically most people's galleries work this way that you have cards that you wish you could play more often or in lineups. Excuse me, that were more of a priority to you. And I think the new structure will do that as opposed to, you know, having to fit it into a cat mode or, you know, maybe not using your best cards in your best lineup because they're in some other division that you don't really want to play or something like that. And so like, I always had that problem that there were game weeks where my best cards were champion Europe. And like two of my best cards were champion Europe, but I, I don't really play champion Europe competitively. And so like, what do I do? Do I try to make my champion Europe cards better? Great. Yeah. Let me go buy the most expensive cards on the platform. But I don't know. Uh, Daniel said, so rare feels easier for me now, but it's likely because the relative strength of my gallery compared to other people's has improved. Well, that's good. That means you're doing well at the game. Vita said, stars are going to be stars, but rare number one Ryan Gold just sold for $500. That's almost a Van Dyke or Salah. Is that how much a Van Dyke is? Wow. $483 for a floor Virgil Van Dyke. I mean... Gold is good, surely, but which one is this? That's the two. Yeah. Oh, Plushman. Plushman 15, I think, has bought a ton of new season ML. Yeah. This is fun. Leal, Boanga. Maybe he's just a white caps, bro. Yeah, there's Gold. Oh, Ricky Bush. Lucha. Ooh. I mean, he's going for it. Hell yeah, Plushman. 
Server said, when will we see a 2024 filter on SD for price graphs? Um, yeah, good point. Um, whoop, that's not what I wanted. Vita. We'll get we'll get there, surface. Don't worry. Um, yeah, we'll get there. A good call. When are those J League cards coming and K League, huh? I feel like MLS was never first. Maybe they're just a little more on the ball this year. I don't know. Uh, one of the other comments that I got, or it was really the only one, uh, about Sor becoming easier, is uh, was from. Uh, Dalian, Dalian Smith, so at SoRare underscore leads uh, on Twitter was saying that he basically thinks that because collection bonuses, um, the, let me, I'll just read it. Uh, the, it was to the tweet announcing this was like, is SoRare getting easier or harder? Um, and he said, harder if you bought into the get scouting shtick they use to push with the move to get rid of U23, I'm losing desire to succeed. I've been forced to get into Celtic stacking if I want to be competitive. Doesn't feel like the game I signed up for anymore. And I asked why he felt he was forced to get a Celtic stack because I play the same game and I have never felt forced to get any stack. And he said, the direction has been set for success. Collection bonus is a serious stacking incentive. I just want to pick five random guys from around the world. I can still do that, of course, but I won't be competitive in my opinion. And I couldn't disagree more. I think stacking... Um, I think stacking makes people actually create suboptimal lineups based on their galleries. And I think they don't understand that getting an extra 2% on a player who scores 30 points fewer is bad. You should score as many points as possible. Excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, I've said that for a while, though, that I think five player stacking, like uh, full team stacks are suboptimal and that there's almost always a situation where one of the players is not good enough that you could have just gotten somebody else. And everybody's going to throw the Celtic thing at me this week uh, after they won seven to one. But um, that's more, much more rare than than we think. Like it happens significantly less and it's going to happen significantly less moving forward because we're not going to have these like Island game weeks. Like we saw SPFL stacks crushed in the like December, January time. And it's because they were the only league playing and everyone's like, see, you can win. And it's like, well, yes, when they're not playing against anybody else, it's a very competitive lineup, but we're not going to have those opportunities anymore with the new setup. <clears throat> Daniel said stacking is overrepresented overrepresented as a lineup build as it has the most insane PR team and it's easy. It's easy. And I'll shout out Nanzo on this who said this like years ago. And he was like, do you want to stack or do you want to win? And I think he's like he's I think he's right. Um let's see. A couple people asking for unsorted data stuff in the chat here. And Vita said we were working on the K-League. See, somebody's working on the K-League. Um, um, 
LMT said, to be honest, I just run the store data lineup builder. That way I can blame AI for my lack of rewards. Yeah. As long as you publicly thank us when you do win rewards. Sora Malta says a regular problem is having too many cards and holding them, quote, just in case, unquote. Now will be easier to identify the cards you no longer need and move them on to make upgrades. Um, yes, yes. I think that applies for most galleries. Um, but there are plenty of people that have lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of cards just in case and that they would prefer to just have them. But the number of people that that, the number of people who, who have just in case cards and probably shouldn't is, is very high. <clears throat> Kizzle kick said, guarantee if you, if you have more than one lineup, your strongest one will not be your stack. I often stack two or three. So yeah, I think it's fine to have two or three players from the same team. Like I get it, but doing the full five and, and people were like, Oh, collections. And we've even talked about that on like our shows talking about collections that I think collections make you stack when even when it's not optimal. And so you're actually making a worse lineup just because you get an extra 2%. But again, 2% more of 35 points is worse than just scoring 50. Like we want to score more points. If we have two cards, which card is going to score the most points? Not which card has the bigger, bigger bonus. Who's going to score the most points? Miguel said, I find stacking pretty boring, but I'd say the partial stacks, the partial stack is lethal if you get the combo right. I would like to see some comps that limit stacking just for more variation. Like there's tons of variation. Like the, the only reason we think stacks happen are successful and happen all the time is like when they happen to hit, everybody makes a big deal out of it. It's like those weeks where like all of the, you know, all the best players had huge games and everyone's like, you needed 530 points for a tier two. And it's like, and it happens sometimes. And like sometimes stacks win, but usually you need more than just five players from one team. Um, Daniel said, if you didn't full stack Celtic, you may have picked a keeper who scored more than 42.7. Yeah, or picked a keeper who's not retiring at the end of the year. Miguel said, the shite thing about stacking is that it removes the thinking and selection element. That I completely disagree with. Like, it's just, you, you've made the, the lineup building process of the game easier, but you still have to figure out like which stack to do, which five to take from a specific team. If you're going to try to build a collection from them by buying, you're basically buying cards you're not going to use just in order to, to boost those cards. Like, I think there's, there's way more to stacking than, than just jamming in the best players. Of all times to have a dry throat, man. Woo. All right. Rikomon said the only the winning only cards that are playing has killed this stacking for island games. There there won't be island games anymore. Ben said, does anyone feel like the K League scores were a little high? I haven't looked at them, but I did see that um I have uh Seo Young Woo from Olsen, and he had like he played 90 minutes as a right back. Actually, I don't know if he played 90. Played most of a game, if not all of it, at right back and had 
uh, zero duels won and one duel lost. And I was like, that's impossible. Um, Rosie said, one of the things I like about a stack is watching that game, knowing I have a lineup on it. That and my Arsenal stack, which I play 100% based on heart overhead. And that's one of the best things about Sora is you can do that. Like I have full, two full Midgeland stacks this week. I don't expect them to do that well against Copenhagen without Christopher Olsen, but I did it. It's the same lineup, just for shits and giggles. Look at these warriors. Anyway. <clears throat> Sora Malta, correlation is or better than stacks. That's it. Um, and Rosie's right. Exactly right. It's far easier to remember a stack that wins compared to five individuals. Yeah. And I also think the, like, the further up you go into scarcities, like the, at the super rare level, I feel like you almost never need to stack. Um, let's see. Yeah. And, and also... I think we put way too much of an emphasis on who finished first as if that's the only prize available. Um, like this is all-star rare plus from the midweek. So McBride wins with a Celtic stack and everyone's like, oh, you need Celtic stacks. And it's like, well, this guy in second, the former um, Anton Black, I think. Like Inter, Napoli, Celtic, Celtic, Napoli. We got Petroli. I mean, what is this? Carlos is at Elber. Yeah. Like, why, why are we not discussing these stacks? <clears throat> got an Olsen stack with Carlos Heel and Wu Li from Shanghai. Like, but everyone looks at McBride's lineup and is like, you have to have Celtic stacks to win. It's like, well, the guy who had a Celtic stack finished first. Yes. But <clears throat> Mike said, sometimes you can fall into a stack due to player transfers. I have an outfield stack for Velez, but only one card is a Velez card. That's fun. Um, Vita said, team selection itself is a very important part of stacking, even if it's so obvious when laid out. Yeah, I mean, it, there, there are plenty of, like this Celtic stack. Do you play two? Midfielders, do you play two defenders? Which forward do you take? Obviously, you have a goalie. You should probably take some, some other goalie. Um, Malky said, plenty of people stack because they get pleasure when players from the team they support smash. Sentimental value counts for lots of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was like, um, who was that before with the Arsenal stack? Was that Rosie? Yeah, Rosie. Um And says... Pro is apparently very liberal on penalty area entries, which I feel like there's no reason to be liberal on that. Duels and attempted assists, same thing. Um, Sora Deco said, most of the time a five-man stack is a bad decision. Four mans with a differential from another team or two, three stack defense or attack, defense or attack makes much more sense. So it's funny because like the four-man differential is just differentiating from the the, someone else having your stack. It's not necessarily a differential from like everyone else. Um, oh, there's Nanzo. 
Um, you missed everything, Nanzo, including me giving you credit for totally changing the way that I play. Um, oh, I like this. Kizzle Kick said Rivals has probably increased the temptation to stack. I've seen some insane scores. That's That could be it. That could be true. Um, yeah, everyone loves their goalie defender stack. So what's funny is that like people create correlation in their mind that isn't really there. And really the only correlation that most of these players have in stacks is that they wear the same shirt. Like very rarely are they passing to each other or, or you, you, the double decisive doesn't happen nearly as much as people think. And obviously the goalie defender clean sheet gets there, but like I've had situations where my goalie gets 75 because of a clean sheet and my defender was just God awful and scored 42 in, with a, with the clean sheet bonus. And it's like, wait, I thought they were, it just, sometimes it doesn't work. <clears throat> this is right, Daniel. The popularity of stacking makes it cover the leaderboard when it does hit. Right. Um, Server said, I watched the All-Stand game and Seoul, Seoul played great. Two duels, one seems right. Really? Like he couldn't have won another duel, as does his high passing score. Um. Nanzo said, my partial Celtics stack crushed all-star super rare playing a non-Celtics goalkeeper and forward was a no-brainer. So is that, I mean, I guess it's a stack, but what did you play? Guzman, Carter Vickers, Ali Johnson, O'Reilly, and Elber. And here is McBride with his full Celtics stack in fourth. We ignore it because he won all-star rare plus. Good week for McBride. Like, what is this lineup? Four Cel or three Celtic guys, Juan Brunetta and Pablo Barrera. And then we have an all-sand stack with Lucho Acosta and Oshiman in second. God, I love so rare. Oh, there's Quinny. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, can it work? Sure. But but exactly what we're seeing in this page right here is what everyone is like ignores. And then they go to rare plus when it does win first. And you're like, see, you needed it. Um, Coco Caru said stacking is better for smaller galleries, in my opinion. I think I think smaller galleries convince themselves that stacking is is better. It's easier. But. I think having guys from the same league makes sense, but just jamming the same team, I don't I don't think it's always optimal. I think it's it's usually suboptimal. <clears throat> Rosie said it's almost like stacks work when they are all good players, just like lineups that that are full of good players and aren't stacks get to the mystery machine. Yeah. <sighs> Mike Basson said Simsir is out in the warm-up, which um oh, just kidding. That's not funny, Mike. Sora Soul said, full stacks are hard. Sometimes you may only think five or six players are bankers to start, but they may not be the best scorers you want to pick. Yeah. Skozer said, I play Aberdeen stacks. I'm not in it for the wins, but one day I will be laughing. I'm, uh, good luck. It's Wilson said, um, I always run my full United stack despite not gaming too much from it. Love watching them more because of it, though. Yeah, I think that's fine. And that's one of the great things about servers. You can do that. 
Um, Sorodeco says, yeah, but when the PSV Celtic Bayern stack is the standout for a particular game week, that's when the four-man works best, I feel. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. And Simo hits it right here. It's surprisingly rare for a team to have the best defensive and best attacking stats in the league. Yeah. Tuggy says, it's shame Sorer wants to break this up by eliminating All-Star. Yeah, I mean... If you want to be dramatic about it, that's fine. But like, you you can still get five plays, five very good players from five different teams to play challengers or contenders. Um, <clears throat> ben says, "How do you feel that some of these hybrid teams won't be usable after March 29th? Some guys will be in challenger contenders, and you can't use together. Well, we'll still have all star. We have all star until August, so you can still play them in cat modes." Uh, Soramalto said, check 270 limited from the midweek. My friend won with the most multicultural team you'll see. Okay, let's all check it out. What was it? Limited 270? <clears throat> Is that Jorge Brown? Jorge Brown, Greg Taylor, Callum McGregor, Marcinho, and Junior Santos. 507. That's wild. And anyone says you have to have a clean sheet, obviously you don't. Wow. Old <clears throat> Greg Taylor, 100 captain. Well done. Well done, crowned king. It's convenient. Joe P says, keeper defender stack is usually optimal and maybe mid forward stack, but fully dependent on the team. For example, PSV full stack is pretty optimal. Um, I think PSV this season is the closest to being optimal, for sure. Um, yeah, let's see. What does that look like? So Benitez, Pascagli, Veerman, Benitez, Pascagli. Veerman, who's the forward we should use? De Jong, I guess, probably. Bakayoko. Um, we'll go with De Jong. And then who's your final player? Is it another defender? Uh we put Bakayoko in now. It's definitely not Noah Lang. Um, let's try Bakayoko and see what happens. Where is he? There he is. Seems pretty good. Zero first places, one tier. Th no, it's not that great, actually. I guess they just don't hit at the same time. Was De Jong her or something? I don't know. Let's see? We all say it's so easy, and yet All-Star Limited's not winning anything. Um, Jamie said, as a Spurs collector, I don't think, I think it's fair to say full stacks don't work. Yeah, I agree. Um, Nanzo said, stacks make more sense in midweek, so it'll be interesting to see how the new gameplay affects this. So what Nanzo really means here is that stacks make more sense when there are a few games. 
And that's the Celtic thing. Celtic smash this week, but like there weren't that many games this midweek. I think they were the only challenger team, right? There was challenger league, excuse me, SPFL. And so it's like, um, yeah. Quinny, what's up? Uh, so Deco says finding the correct fifth is the difficult part of the PSV stack. I had Lang, but he's been injured the whole time. So usually ran the four with Desart, which sounds like cheating. Um, but yeah, so like, it's not that easy. Everyone's like, yeah, just get a PSV stack. And it's like, all right, well, you know, three of them are definitely Benitez, Biscaglia, and Veerman. Shout out Andy Black. And like, what do you do after that? Do you take De Jong? Do you take Bakayoko? Do you take Lozano? No. Do you take Lang in the forward spot? And then who's the fifth? Yeah. Some people are saying Romalo, but he like, he misses a bunch of games. Um, yeah. Chani said, can we just appreciate how well these streams have been doing lately for all creators? Hundreds of people tuning in all the time up the Sora community. Uh, totally, totally. And I actually want to uh, thank, thank you, Chani, for bringing that in. Uh, ben said Kimmich is a good fifth. He's not. Kimmich has been dreadful. Um, so yeah, thanks, Chani, because I don't feel like looking at PSV stacks anymore. Um, I do think, I mean, there has been a clear increase in people wanting to consume Sora content since the announcement. And it's been great. It's been really exciting. And it, um, <clears throat> sorry, John Andrews, one, one last thing on stacks. I am done after this though. Um, he said, with stacks, you always hear how the collection bonus gets them higher on the leaderboards, which will always be the case. It doesn't factor the other option of getting the five best players instead. Agree. Like, absolutely that. Um, yeah. Um, Agent Cooper said, Laird, do you anticipate having a lot of challenger lineups mixing your Midgeland cards with some MLS smashers? I haven't looked to see if the Danish and MLS fixtures align very well. Um, they don't align that great. I I'll have like Superliga stacks most likely because I have a few other non-Midgeland cards that I love, like Daniel Voss and guys like that. And so I I, I full stacked Copenhagen or Midgeland against Copenhagen this week just because it was like, I didn't expect much. I didn't really have great lineups uh, for Challenger anyway. So I was like, oh, let me just jam them in. But I think for the most part, I, I probably won't. Um, but we'll see. But back to Chani's thing. <clears throat> so yeah, it's been awesome honestly, to like do something. Uh, I don't want to make this about me, but it's turning into me. It's It's been energizing to do these shows uh, knowing more people are watching. And um, so when you're watching any content, and it doesn't have to be sober data content, uh, there's plenty of really, really good stuff out there. And the... I just, it, it's in, incredibly helpful for the creator to know if people like or dislike what they're doing and watching it is, is sometimes enough. And so when like more people are watching, you're like, all right, maybe we're doing something right. And that's sort of how I've been feeling about the new way that we're doing streams here on the Sora Data channel is just, you know, having a daily stream and, uh, you know, we have certain people on usually, and we can kind of talk what we want to talk about. And I think at least the uh, feedback that I've gotten is that people enjoy it more than what we were doing previously. And I think it's better. I enjoy it. And it's really exciting when other people seem to be excited about more content that's out there. 
And so the, um, the live chat, like during particularly this show, cause I'm here like by myself, uh, although it doesn't feel like I'm by myself because there's so many names in the chat that, that I know, and it feels like it's basically the chat show with me kind of just hosting it, but it's been great. And so I've really enjoyed it. And like, I literally have feel like more energized doing these shows and it just feels like, um, and this is exactly right. There is a, there's a very clear correlation to when Mike Bastin was on this show and a, an explosion in more views. And so that's, that's it. Um, so it's, um, it's great. It, it's, it's been, it's been great. And, oh, that's where I was going with that. So there are certain content creators out there who may have like a, a subscription that you can do or a, I mean, that's basically where maybe they have a Patreon or something like that. And I'm not saying you should just go out and pay everyone for what they do, even though you should, but if there is a content creator out there that you enjoy and they have like a subscription, I would just really recommend you joining their channel or whatever they, whatever the hell you call it. Um, like I've joined a few, Quinny was one of the ones I joined. I think it was like, I think I just got like two year like notice, but like if you have like one to $5 a month just laying around and you really enjoy the content that certain people create, like that's the easiest way to show them that you enjoy it. And it allows them to create more. And I'm not saying everybody does this as a full-time job. Like this happens to be my full-time job and I'm very, very, very lucky and fortunate to have it. And I love it. But I realize that most people are not in my situation. And so if they are somebody who is trying to create content as their job uh, and you have an opportunity to help them with literally a dollar to $5 a month, um, I think you should seriously consider it. And it, it means a lot to them not just because they know that there are people who are watching them, but it kind of gives them a, a feeling that what they're doing is good and that there are people who like it. And they're not just like these silent people. No, no offense to all the lurkers out there. We love you all. You know, we love all of you, but it gives them more confidence in what they're doing and theoretically energizes them as well to create more. Like if you find a content creator that you really like, the biggest feedback is always like more please. And if, if you have an opportunity to help these people out and, and a lot of times helping them out is just watching their videos and liking and commenting on them and sharing them with other people so that more people could see it. I just, the, the way that the, the, the Sawyer community is now people feel whether they, you know, whether we're a little apprehensive about what's coming, we're at least excited about it positively or negatively excited, but there's like an excitement and through content, we're able to kind of like share that excitement. And so that's one of my favorite parts of all of this. And so please like go out and subscribe. And I'll say this, like we don't have a subscription on this channel, but anyone getting a so rare data membership helps fund these, these streams. Uh, like that's how I make a living is I have a salary from so rare data. And the way we make money is with, with, 
uh, people buying memberships. And so if you become a member of Sora Data, like you're directly helping this channel. And so um, whether you want to do that or not, if there are other content creators out there that have some sort of subscription or whatever, I just highly recommend that that if you can afford the 2 to $5 a month that they may be asking for, then uh, if you enjoy what they do, um, that's the best way to let them know. Uh, sorry, I, I ranted there much longer. Uh, Road Racing said, will Carlos Heel play at the weekend? I don't know. I didn't prior. I took him out of my top priority. Interrosi said, I usually listen back when going for a walk and thought the recent episodes with Surfula and Nashi in particular were standout. Totally agree. Like, those guys are great. Um, I mentioned to, I think I said this to Gator Guy the other day. I, you know, like there are certain uh, voices that you hear and you're just like, I just like the way that person sounds. Um, and this is a reference that I'm sure some of you are way too young to get, but I would listen to Surfula read the phone book. I don't know what it is, but yeah. And I thought that show with Nashi was was like one of the best shows we've ever done. He it's His perspective was one that I feel like we knew was out there, but nobody could really put into words exactly what it, what it meant. And his, his, uh, experience kind of in the poker world and in you know, playing money games like that have been, was great. was great. Um, Miguel said all the streams later have been in class. Appreciate that. Um, sounds like Chani's going to do a stream tonight. So everybody just rush over there in a second. Um, so we're also, we're all just here. Excited to see which community or country you will insult next. Trashing Scotland was the best move you've ever made. That's not true. That's not true. Um, yeah. Agent Cooper said, the best praise I can give Sora Data in the streams. I'm, I feel like I'm just patting myself on the back, and I'm sorry. You guys are just going to have to deal with that because I'm going to keep doing it. Um, is that they've categorically helped me score more points in SO5. Whilst mistakes will always be made, I feel a better Sora manager after each stream. That is awesome. Thank you. Because I, I realized that this channel, you know, sometimes you get a little silly. And, um, but it does, like the point of this channel, and the point of Sora Data as a whole is to make you better at SoRare. Uh, whether it's at SO5, whether it's trading, whatever it is. And so uh, that means a lot, Agent Cooper. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, I'm really glad to hear that the uh, that these have been helpful. Um, that's right. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, Halogen said, just got here. Just got here. Come on. Uh, SO5 is definitely getting way easier. Trying to optimize regional comps. All-star and cap mode is a ball lake. Looking forward to the new system. Loving these streams. Yeah, I agree. Um, Nico Milo. Nico Milo? Nico Milo? Nico Milo. Uh, I, hello, I pay for Thork the best. Uh, French so rare streamer. Yeah, I'm, if I spoke French, I'm sure I'd watch all of Thork's streams. Um, sometimes I watch Zanubes and I don't even know what he's saying. Um, Big Gustago said, I bought my first uh, sub to Sora Day today. Let's go. Welcome aboard. Thank you for doing that. Um, Blue Tomato said, theoretically, we pay your salary. Hence the question, when do we see the pineapple peeling? <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I really got to do that, don't I? Um, I'll do it one day. Um, Big Gustago said, because I used uh, used it yesterday for the lineup builder and thought it was interesting to use. That's great. I'm, I'm glad. 
Um, the young guy that loves Argentina has a great voice also. That's Surfula. I'm telling you. The guy's been great. Um, and Big Gustago, no, I've, I've not trashed Scotland. Never. Interrosi said, Nashi was able to articulate what is needed so clearly, breaking down complex problems into simple solutions. Totally. And the, the, um, it's funny that I'm, what I'm about to say based on the fact that I couldn't get it out right now is that my job for years has been to just try to like, even before Sorry data, my job has been to try to explain complex things in easier ways because most people just don't naturally understand complex things and that's okay. Um, and I think Nashi just absolutely nailed it. And yeah, so if anybody hasn't watched that, it was Sorer Andrews, not yesterday, but the week before. So that would have been like February 22nd. And yeah, it was uh, me, Black and Nashi. And yeah, highly recommend. Simo said, in the UK, we're forced to pay a TV license, whether we do or do not watch the terrible shows that are on. So paying a few subs for stuff we actually like doesn't seem <laughs> too bad. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. And it's usually much cheaper, much cheaper. Uh, Interosi said, thanks to Surfula, I subscribed to Fanatics to watch South American football and order the Copa Club magazine. Yeah. Um, yeah, Quinny, like, <sighs> Quinny is just a gift to all of us. And so if you watch his stuff, you should subscribe because just more Quinny is better for all of us. Um, when Laird on BBC, not me, but, um, Sam Ty over on Sky Sports, apparently. Um, Alan just said I was at work. Leave me alone. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, it's Wilson said, the streams have helped me a ton. I binged all the streams I missed before I joined to do my sober homework. That's wild. Wow. Yeah, that's great, though. And Mike Basson, you're right. You, he was, <laughs> Mike wants to see the pineapple just as much as anyone else. So, um, yeah. Just Mike, is it almost over? I joined late. It is almost over because uh, Midgeland Copenhagen's already started. But um, the real reason I have to go, um, you guys, only 11 people have liked this video. Really, guys? 11? I thought it was a pretty good show. 11? Oh, I have 48. You probably just have to refresh it Vita. either way thank you for those who have and if you have not yet if somehow you are still watching after 71 minutes and you haven't liked the stream either a why are you still watching or b please hit the like button um but no i am going to go now because while um while i do have midgeland copenhagen to watch which is already 10 minutes in let's just see how we are has it not started yet Um, well, that is the case. I have to go because today is my youngest daughter's birthday and I'm going to her school to read a book to her class. So yeah, that's it. So thank you to everyone who has come to the live chat and participate in the live chat. If you are lurking out there, thank you for coming as well. It means a lot. Uh, if you're watching the replay of this, 
Thank you for watching. Uh, full slate of shows next week, including one on Tuesday with someone who has never been on a Sorter Data show, but is extremely popular in the Sorter community. We talk about them a lot on this channel and we are going to, I'm going to chat with him on Tuesday, probably just about like what it's like to be in his position and what he thinks about Sora, but I'm not gonna give it away yet. He was in the chat earlier though, so um, that might give a little hint for those. So, but yeah, and then, but next week, you know, we'll have our regular streams with the game week preview on, on Monday to start us off. And so, yeah, thank you to everyone and uh, good luck this weekend.